Hi guys, welcome back to Blooming. I hope you're having a great day or night whenever it is that you're listening to this video or watching. Uh, I just wanted to pop on here and give a little disclaimer that we are not professionals. Uh, we just talk about our personal experiences and own opinions on the topics that we are talking about in the episode. Uh, this is me and Stephanie's, uh, my co-host co that I will introduce to you guys in a couple seconds. First video and her first ever recording anything for social media. Uh, so if we do sound a little bit jumbled in our words or a little bit all over the place, that's why. Uh, but we're hoping that the more content we bring out to you guys, that the better we are at that organization and kind of planning things out a little better. But yeah, it's a journey, and I hope you guys want to follow us on that journey to growing, blooming. Uh, I would love if you guys would subscribe and follow us on our platforms that we have, which is Spotify, Apple Podcast, uh, and other platforms that we'll have in the description for you guys. But yeah, just wanted to say those before you start the video, and I hope you enjoy, and yeah. Thank you so much for clicking on the pod. Back to uh, Blooming Podcast, um, your host Kat. And on this episode, we're going to be touching on part two of the first episode, which was uh, mental health in the Hispanic and Latino communities. But uh, first, I wanted to touch up on where I've been and why I haven't been posting as much. And it's because these past couple of months, I was just working on my mental health. I wasn't in a good headspace. And I just wanted to get myself together and really wrap my head around what I wanted to do. Uh, but now I'm back and better with a good mindset with good people around me. And I'm going to introduce you guys to my co-host that will be doing these podcasts with me from now on. And her name's Steph. And she's going to tell you a little bit about her. Hey, guys. Um, thanks for having me on your podcast. Um I'm like very nervous, but I think that um, it's very necessary to talk about these things because um, most times, and especially in these times, uh, a lot of this stuff goes, uh, you know, it tends to be ignored or kind of like dismissed. And it's nice to know that there's a community out there that uh, probably feel the same way um, and I don't know, who knows, someone's going to listen to this and they're going to realize that they're not alone, that mm -hmm. these things are actually pretty much normal in our community. And, um, I think it's nice. I think it's nice that we get to be able to talk about these things. Yeah. Cause it's, I think that all these, uh, things are very normalized and very toxic and it's kind mm -hmm. of a genera generational thing now where you, it's generational trauma that you keep passing on. And that's what we're here to talk talk about because we don't want to keep passing those things on. Exactly. Uh, first, I'd like to say that uh, our parents were kind of like very young and unhealed. And that's kind of what we got. But And it's okay to feel kind of jealous or uh, hurt that your younger siblings are kind of getting the better treatment. and are kind of getting more uh, known and stuff like that. Uh, but it's a part of the healing process, I feel like, where you kind of understand now as an adult uh, what place they were at and they were never given help or even, um, like, what is it? Like, even brought to 
think that they, there was a, any issues there. It was just normalized, the treatment, you know? Yeah. Um, I feel like I definitely understand that, you know, it's her parents' first time living as well. Um, but, for example, our parents, or not just our parents, but a lot of parents, are able to recognize that, hey, there's an issue and you know, sadly, I've passed this issue down to my first or my first two children, and um, I need to stop. Meanwhile, there are other parents where they don't accept it, and they, because of so many years of it being normalized, um, they're basically just, um, it's, it's normal, and they don't know how to come to that understanding that they do have an issue, because they don't talk about it. So I feel like uh, definitely like us being firstborns, uh, we received uh, most of the trauma because of that same reason. Um, and it's just some parents don't come to terms with their issues or their mental illness mm -hmm. because it's been normalized for years. Um, but I definitely feel like... Um, it gives us like the firstborn's inner uh, child problems, mostly because we don't feel safe. Um, I don't know. I just feel like it's it's a very worldwide issue, but it's mostly in our community because usually when you bring these topic topics up with our um, Hispanic uh, parents and stuff. It tend to be like, Dismissed. okay, well, yeah, it's mm -hmm. like, it's normal. And you, we've got this a lot. Es por tu bien. Mm -hmm. And it's not because now you have developed um, a certain issue and a certain trauma for me. And I, I, I get that it's because it was the first time that you were going to be a parent. But like, do better. Honestly, mm -hmm. um, but there are parents that do acknowledge that they have an issue. And then there are other parents that don't and don't care because it, it feels like such a discomfort for them to have the conversation. Yeah, and I've still it's, since recently, I uh, was around this conversation of the daughter of a dad. And they, someone was like telling them that their daughter wasn't doing really good mentally. And she was actually really in pretty uh, rough conditions. But the dad was just like, oh, she's fine. She's, she has good health. So uh, she, mentally, it doesn't matter as long as she's good. So it doesn't, whatever. And the, the, the girl was pretty like messed up. Like it, it looks like she does need uh, professional help. But like I said, because they're not into it, they think it's fake, they think you're faking it, they think you're just lazy, you don't want to do anything. Uh, so that's where the issues stem from. And that's where you don't even get the trust enough to tell your parents or go to your parents when you feel uh, down or like you have a lot of things going on. You don't know who to kind of, what do you say? Uh, like run to. You don't know who yeah. to depend on. Yeah, exactly. And it's still, sh it's like... It doesn't surprise me, but it's still rough to hear that that's what they still think. And that's their mental process on those types of issues. Definitely. Uh, mm -hmm. I feel like, um, for example, 
you know, if you go so long without treating mental health, it causes you to do things that you never thought you would do. It, it causes yeah. you to uh, s- somehow lash out or you start to do things that are bad, stuff like that. So I feel like with what he said about her, like she's healthy and stuff, um, as long as, you know, she's healthy, like basically of her mental state. Mm-hmm. And it's not like that because mental state has a lot to do with your health, like how you're feeling, depression, all that. Um but like I said, these things kind of go like tend to be dismissed, and um, that's what sucks about it. Um, and I feel like the whole trust thing with your parents—if you're not able to do that as a child, you will definitely not do that as an adult. Yeah, I feel like that's like, so important. Important really. for you to have that trust with your kid or with uh, a parental whatever in general. Because then who do you ha- have? And then you have bad influences, and then that's where you get stuck, and then that's when you don't... It's important for parents to take that accountability and be parents and be there for your child. Your child is going to be curious. They're going to have questions. Uh, you can't be uh, rude about anything they, they're curious about. Even if you yourself, you think that they're uh, coming to you because they're trying to bother you or trying to whatever, because I... We've seen it a lot where your parents just lash at you and say, like, you're stupid. Why did you even ask me that? Like, there's no reason. And that's where the trust issues happen and kind of come to be. Yeah. Uh, which is very unfortunate. If you do experience those things, I'm very, very sorry that you go through those things and that you didn't have anyone to trust uh, as a parental uh, person yeah. and stuff like that. Um. I definitely feel like that comes in topic with the whole not being able to talk to your parent without, like, getting in trouble. Um, I feel like we've all lived this. Um, I've I've lived it. Um, for example, I, I remember I was in fifth grade. I really liked this boy. Um, his name was Nathan is I don't know about him <laughs> anymore but um, I liked him a lot because he was nice he was cute he always made me feel uh, not left out um, and I remember I came home from school and I went inside the room and I told my mom I was like mom like hey like there's this guy at school and like I like him and automatically right off the bat she was mad she was like you don't go to school for that um, I don't want you focusing on those things because then you start doing things that I don't like. And it's like, instead of you coming to me with that type of energy, you could have sat down with me and said, okay, I think it's kind of cute that, you know, you have a crush at yeah. this age, but be careful. It just, it, it all really matters on how they come to you, how they speak to you because of that and many other things that I would try to confide in my mom, I couldn't because I would always get in trouble. Mm-hmm. So what did that What did that do to me? It made me even more sneakier. Mm-hmm. I was a very sneaky child to yes. this day, probably. I hate having to tell my mom my whereabouts. I, I, I hate having to explain myself why. It's not because I actually hate it. It's because I've gotten so used to being sneaky and mm-hmm. not being able to confide that it's all that I've ever known. So 
now that I have my daughter, I would never do that to her. Exactly. I would never, I would never close the window because mm-hmm. it is a window. I would never close that window or door for her to have that trust for me because that's all I would want. And that's how you protect your child um, by them having, you know, your trust and stuff. And I didn't have that with my mom because I would always get in trouble. Um, and I feel like, just like I said earlier, if you don't have a relationship with your child from the start, you're not going to have that when they're older. Mm-hmm. Like all of that is going to be out the window. And when you want to, as a parent, you want to come to your child and say, hey, I'm sorry and this and that. And like, I want to have a relationship with you. Nine times out of 10, you're not going to get it. Yeah. Because you already damaged the this damage child. was done. Yeah, yeah. The, dam- the damage was done. Um, and it just, you let so much time pass by, that's out the window now. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like that's a lot of parents. And a lot of parents, um, they sit there and they're like, why don't you talk to me? Why why don't you um, express yourself to me? It's because of that. I'm not going to sit here and have a conversation with you because I'm, I don't want to put you through that level of discomfort. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of parents aren't aren't willing to open up. It's very awkward for them. So what happens? Dismiss it. Dismissing mm-hmm. exactly. is the problem of everything, probably. Yeah. And that's kind of why they end up, end up alone. And that's when they want your, uh, your forgiveness, apologize now that you're alone, now that you have the consequences of your actions. And uh, it's very sad, but... I feel like that also has a um, positive, positive, positive thing to it because I grew up with a lot of crap from my my dad, and now I'm old. I'm older. I'm 24 years old, and I've accepted the damage that was done to me, and because of my own peace, I didn't want that uh, grudge or trauma to keep. Uh, adding hate to my heart because that's what happens to a lot of us we don't see how much that hate and damage does to us in our adult lives Uh, we lash out a lot we have so much hate towards everything and I feel like uh, forgiving that parent person whatever whoever it was that hurt you it's for your peace it's not exactly because they deserve it it's just because you deserve the peace of not carrying that with you and then insight uh giving that to your uh kids in the future so i feel like that's uh if you want to still have a relationship with that person you don't want to completely cut them out of your lives that's something that you have to come to terms with yourselves is uh forgiveness and like i said not for them but for your peace for your peace yeah Mm -hmm. really it all kind of just falls under um being okay with yourself like your your mental state because a lot of the times um, when you haven't forgave someone, you tend to rethink about it. Mm-hmm. And ca- sometimes you even tend to relive it because yeah. you start to get the same emotions that you had when you were going through this thing. Um, so I'm definitely 100% like with you, definitely like forgiving that person, especially if you're still going to kind of like have them around your life because... If you don't, you're not moving on. Mm-hmm. You're being on. You're being stuck. It, it, it's being stuck in the same part, and reliving those emotions, not letting go, 
And sometimes not letting go does a lot more damage than yeah. Um, than you didn't get closure. You're you're exactly. stuck with that um, pain for yeah. a long time. Exactly. Um, but I definitely feel like for people that you know go through this like I'm so sorry that you have to go through this and I really do hope you get you know the apology that you deserve, deserve. um and because no keep going. keep going because I I feel like um a lot of kids nine times out of ten the kids that go through this stuff they end up you know growing getting old having a family and sadly, passing on those um, traumas, um, and I get it. I, I feel like they have a sort of guilt as a parent um, because they've never had help for themselves. It's kind of sad. But at the same time, you're a parent. Do better. Mm-hmm. And Do that's better. what kind of uh, helped me to forgive because I put myself in my parents' shoes. They did not have a good childhood. No. Uh, they did not resolve any of their trauma. And I realized that as an adult. And that's why I kind of had sympathy. They're not going to change how they are. That's how they grew up. They're, that's how they are now as grown adults. And it's up to me to realize um, that it's not their fault. It's kind of how they were brought up. And unfortunately, it was passed on. And that's how I feel. Uh, you need to see or understand more of your parents' perspective. Uh, some uh, situations are in no way forgivable because I have witnessed things that are not forgivable in uh, yeah. in a family, whatever. Uh, I don't believe that just because they're your family that um, you can dismiss it and forgive. I'm totally on that line of no contact whatsoever if that's how you feel. And But yeah, it was very important for me to... Uh, uh, go on with the forgiveness process by putting myself in my parents' shoes and knowing that that's all they knew and never got help for it, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Like, the whole... It's because I remember um, watching this girl going through a lot of problems and stuff, and her family would always tell her, that's still your dad. Um, mm-hmm. and you know, it's it's kind of sad because you're basically saying, okay, I get that that happened to you, but it doesn't matter because he's your blood. Blood sometimes doesn't mean anything. And that it's blood okay. Blood doesn't mean family. Like, that's what it is. Exactly. It is okay let go of a toxic family member and mm-hmm. it's a lot of people don't understand that and I feel like they should because you're not obligated to have a relationship with someone that makes you feel uncomfortable or sad or mad or whatever the the, the case may be mm-hmm. he or she is disturbing your peace and your mental health cut it out mm-hmm. like don't be sad um you're probably going to be sad at first why because it does get to you the words that they tell you it's it's your family and it's your blood it does get sad it is it's sad because of that specific fact it's my family but you're disturbing me this way mm-hmm. why so i i feel like definitely if you need to cut ties with a toxic person whatever the case may be do it 
it's going to be better in the long run. And who knows, like, maybe this person is going to be like, oh, this person really cut me out of their life because what am I doing wrong? Probably going to end up helping that person a lot more, too, because they're going to realize what they're doing and how mentally ill they are. Mm -hmm. Um, But if not, then you're doing yourself a favor. Exactly. But that's how I feel. Yeah. Uh, Jumping on more to... um like expectations parents have of you and how that is very damaging and Mm. stops you from growing into your true potential because you're always kind of compared uh to someone in whatever it is that you're doing because parents kind of like to live through you they didn't get to live their life the way they wanted so i'm gonna get my kid to live what i always wanted and disturb them and uh do whatever i can to get them to uh, be a doctor like I wanted to be the lawyer yeah. that be this or be that or uh, their life it would be trash if they're not what I want them to be and I feel like I'm very passionate about this because I dealt with this for so long and I feel like you too like we all uh, dealt with this in a way and it really put me for years in this slump that I didn't know what to do with my life because the things that I were doing were not even for me it was for my parents And I feel like that's such a toxic cycle to put your kids through. But I feel like my parents have gotten better uh, throughout the years because they've kind of witnessed what what kind of like dark place they put me in just because of their expectations and comparing. And they've been doing that since I was a kid. So that's been in them to do for a while. And I feel that that's the same thing for other families. Um, I don't know if, if you have experience with comparisons and expectations and stuff like that that you'd like to share. Uh, definitely. I feel like, um, for example, uh, when I was in Mexico, um, my mom made me uh, take these courses. Um, I'm not going to say that it was dreadful. But it's just something that I didn't like to do. It was Mm -hmm. just not me, um, not something that I saw myself doing. Um, So it kind of put me, I I felt stuck, mostly because I kept telling myself, if I don't do this for my mom, like, what if, what if I don't know what else to do? So it it put me in a, in a bad mindset because I, I didn't know what I liked because I was too busy focusing on doing what my mom was telling me to do. Yes. So I, I feel like when parents um, do this, it just makes you, for example, it, it makes you feel stuck. You feel like you're not going to be good at doing anything else because mm-hmm. you're too busy trying to focus on this. And it's not even what you like doing. It's not even something that you feel comfortable doing with. It's not something that you feel you. Um, And I'm always, I'm big on that. When you do something that feels like you, then you're doing good. And if not, then cut it out because nine times out of 10, this will stress you out and it's going to get to you. You're going to be in a bad mindset because you're doing what you're being told to do other than doing what you want to do. Mm -hmm. Um, So I feel like it's, it's definitely safe and healthier to explain to your parents hey uh look this really isn't what I want to do it's not me I am not feeling it I'm trying to talk it out because 
when you stay silent, once again, because staying silent is another issue that our community our community has, uh, just to not make your parents mad or stuff like that, yes. don't stay silent. Mm-hmm. Do not stay silent because the more you stay silent, the more you are letting them think that, okay, it's fine. They're going to think, okay, it's okay for me to keep telling her because she's not saying anything. Mm-hmm. And I, I feel like it's a big part on this because um, until I told my mom, hey, I don't like this. It's not me. Um, I don't see myself doing this in the future. She stopped mm-hmm. insisting. She stopped, which is the good thing because I, I sat down and I told her, stop. You're causing me to not know what I want to do because mm-hmm. you keep throwing these ideas at me and I feel nervous and I feel like I am, I'm not gonna be me mm-hmm. so when I talked to her she understood she stopped insisting and I thank her for that because that's out of my window and I'm literally like experiencing new things exactly as it should be because I feel like for the longest time I was so scared to be me and do whatever it is that I love to do because I was so scared to disappoint my parents. That was the yeah. thing. I was always wanting to do whatever they want just so that they would be proud of whatever it is that I was doing. Because my whole life, I've never felt like I gave my parents a reason to be proud of me. Because I was just so black about school. I didn't really have any interest other than whatever. And what I was passionate about now as an adult that I wanted to start a career on was makeup and hair. Yeah. But for them... Not necessarily them, more on my dad's side. Uh, he just saw that as a nothing that was that would come to be successful. And it was a waste of time. Who does that and whatever, which caused me to kind of push it to the side. I got very uh, depressed and just knowing that there's no reason for me to do that because it wasn't bringing any. Uh, what is it? You were stressed out because you didn't fulfill what yeah, any fulfillment. Yeah. Yes, that's exactly what it is. Because I, I didn't. I was just so I'm a people pleaser. So yeah. imagine how it is with my parents. I want them to be uh, yeah. proud of me, but now dealing with that for years, I've kind of just uh, took priority of my own feelings and kind of my own mental health and. I didn't want anyone to have an opinion on what I wanted to do. I was kind of over that. And they understood they're not going to be behind you. Some will because they're weird, but they're not going to be behind you and uh, bringing you back to that. They're going to understand that you're an adult now. You know what you want to do and you should move forward with it. And you're going to be in such a happier and nice mindset because you know you're doing what you love and not something that you're forced to do and kind of wasting your time and stuff. Exactly. It's 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 healthy um, because you're not stressing out because, oh, I'm not fulfilling uh, my mom or my, ma- my dad. Um, and it, it does get stressful. Like you're too busy focusing on how to do this when you don't even like it. Mm-hmm. Like, imagine having to do something like that and especially for people that do it for years yes there are people that will do it for years and it's like how like I congratulate you but sometime in the future you're gonna have to be like hey this is enough mm-hmm. it's not me and I've seen people like that for example there are a lot of businesses that I've been to uh, where the owner doesn't care doesn't like it and it t- nine times out of ten those businesses are 
they're like shut down or whatever because they don't have a passion for it. Yeah, that's exactly it. They don't have the passion for it. Mm -hmm. Um, But I feel like a lot of Hispanic parents do that. They try to choose your career paths, your decisions. And it gets so irritating because it's a constant um, convincing that your parent is trying to do with you and it's not working and they don't get it. And um, that's where the comparisons come in. And they'll be exactly. like, well, this or uh, freaking Nancy's kid is over here and he's working to be a lawyer. And I was like, good for Nancy. Good for him. I love that for her and her kid. <laughs> I really do. But that has nothing to do with me. Yeah. And that's where it is. And they, they nag you about it and exactly. want to make you feel bad for your decisions. But it's up to you to not uh go, not, what is it? Like not settle or not. Yeah take the comments and keep them with you just to you at the end of the day uh they're your parents they're gonna support you no matter what even if they're annoying about it they're gonna uh support you in every way it's just the constant expectations and comparisons is what gets to you sometimes yeah it's up to you to get out of that cycle and even Mm -hmm. though it's hard it's possible to get out i feel like um comparing you it it makes you feel like you're not enough because in their eyes, the person that they're comparing me to is everything. Since I'm not doing that, I'm nothing. That's how that's literally how I mm-hmm. feel it. Like I don't know if it's my brain that just No, yeah, that's exactly like, how but that's how it feel. that's how it feels. Um you feel uh, for example, um I remember this one time uh somebody from our family, I'm not gonna say any names. <laughs> started comparing me uh, to this other girl because she like had her business and whatever, and she was doing what my mom told me to do in Mexico. She's like, "Oh, look, like she already has her nail salon and stuff like that." And I'm like, "That's good, but why do you want me to have that when I don't have a passion for it?" Mm-hmm. So basically, at that time. I really felt like I was not enough. I really felt like, sadly, I already knew. I was like, I'm just mentally preparing myself to let my mom know that I'm going to disappoint her. Mm-hmm. It's not something that I'm going to do. And um, once again, coming back to the topic of remaining silent, um, I am not the type to do that. <laughs> so yeah. I am not. Um, I told my mom, I was like, you know what? It makes me feel sad that you keep doing this because you're constantly comparing me to this person. And it's like so much comparing to me and the mental state that I was before. I started to not hate this person, but I started to kind of feel jealous Mm -hmm. of this person because of so much comparing. Um, And I said, you know what? It's not this person's fault and it's not my fault either. Um, I don't want to put the blame on my mom, but maybe she just doesn't understand. So once I like talked to my mom and stuff, she like completely understood and was like, okay, like I'm with you. I don't want you to feel like that because it was affecting me a lot. Mm -hmm. I was starting to get super like jealous and like I was starting to watch their moves and stuff and it's just not healthy at all. And you you stopped concentrating on yourself because you were watching their every move. 
And that's kind of the thing that bugs me about this is they don't know the damage their words have and how much of a failure they can make you feel and how you put your mindset on that, that you're such a disappointment and everything that you do. But everyone has a journey in this life that he could be a business owner. She could have her own nail salon, but there's a journey that they went through and you have your own journey, journey. She has her own journey, whatever. We all go through things differently. Uh, just because you're not just because you're not where you want to be does not mean you're a failure. It means that you have a long way to go, but you'll get there eventually. And it's important for you to uh, not let these comments get to you or make you uh, keep yourself in this dark, uh, dark place. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And know that you have a lot of things going for you. You have your whole life ahead of you. Definitely. Um, you have anything you want to bring into the conversation? Um, just another topic for um, like the whole gaslighting thing. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. That one's a good um, one. Yeah. So, because I feel like we have both lived this and we've probably heard like the same things. Yeah. Um, so I definitely feel like it's an important topic. Um, we're, I don't know. I feel like when I was going through my things, um, my mom, she was too busy trying to put the blame on someone other than sitting down and being like, okay, this is what's going on. This is what's happened. And move forward. Uh, that didn't happen. Um, basically, you know, when you're in a position like this, your parents are most likely going to be like, what did I do? Mm -hmm. I hate that. <laughs> I hate that because it's like, why does it have to be something that you did? Mm -hmm. Why, why, why is it always them trying to blame someone other than really focusing on the issue? Um I feel like it's such a controversial topic because um, a lot of people don't think the same and they're probably like, oh, yeah, well, it was my parents' fault and all this stuff. And sometimes it can be about your parents, but not all the time. Mm -hmm. So you're not really getting to know what the deep root issue really is. Um, and I just feel like they they tend to dismiss it. Like, for example... Um, they make you feel ungrateful because they start telling you like, um, everything that I've done for you mm -hmm. and, and you feel like this. Do you think I want to feel, do you think I purposely make myself feel like this? Do you think I want to feel like this? I just think it's, it's, it's weird that they sit there and make you feel ungrateful. Yeah, it's, uh, definitely infuriating because, uh, giving you shelter giving you food giving you clothes and stuff like that it's the bare minimum you decided to be a parent that's what it comes with being a parent and you can't put in your child's face that you gave them food and a place to live because that's what you're, that's supposed, what you're supposed to, supposed to, to do, do. <laughs> and the fact that they're coming to you to talk to you about uh issues they have with you and parents not taking accountability for themselves is infuriating yeah. because they would blame anybody but themselves sometimes the root is you and they do not want to ever 
uh, accept the fact that it was them that gave you all these issues and uh, traumas. And I think that's where the gaslighting comes in and where it's very frustrating because it just feels like you can't get through to them because they will never uh, take accountability. And that's the thing. That's sad because, um, you know, most kids, they probably tend to look for and seek um, for their parents to have that realization. Like, I've damaged you. I've hurt you. And sometimes some kids don't. They don't get that. What they get is, like, other comments talking about, um, how could you feel this way and stuff like that? And I feel like that's really sad. Mm-hmm. It's really sad for them because they thought that with an apology or with the realization, it would be an opportunity to move forward, to move mm-hmm. past that. But since they don't have that, they feel stuck, yeah. stuck in there forever because they're not getting the apology that they deserve. Mm-hmm. Um, so I feel like... Um, definitely gaslighting everybody lives that everybody and it's it's so easy to gaslight um because you tend to like go back think about a lot of um issues that you were having and I tend to think of a lot about their response mm-hmm. and I've realized that I've pretty much been gaslighted my whole life yeah um I I I really do think that a lot of kids have it worse. Yeah, they there's do. a lot of them that have them worse, especially whenever I see uh, situations on TikTok where the way these parents are, the way that they respond to their kid, it's insane to think that that's still how uh, parents are treating their kids. Obviously, it's something that's still going to keep going, uh, unfortunately, but it's heartbreaking to see that, that they really don't, give a crap about their kids feelings or uh whatever and it's heartbreaking honestly and my heart goes out to anyone that feels so lonely in their household when they have very difficult parents because i've kind of we kind of know about that like we kind of lived through that in a way and still live through it and it's very hard but you can get out of it out of that situation um like I said, you're not with them forever, and it's your choice to heal it or not. Yeah. You definitely don't want to put yourself through so much. It's your choice if you want to heal. Uh, give them the forgiveness or just uh, forgive them for your own peace. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I feel like a lot of people, and I think we both kind of uh, saw this for the example that I'm going to give. Um, you could be like in a very toxic household and let's say like you got out of there, like you left. Um, it's sad to miss, it's normal, sorry, to miss the toxic traits and it, it kind of makes you miss going back. Oh yeah, I've seen that. Mm -hmm. Because you have normalized and you've, you've dealt with this throughout the years that you didn't know anything else um so yeah like a lot of people like they take their first big step they're like hey like i'm out of my house like i'm good like i know it's gonna go up from here 
And nine times out of ten, it doesn't because um, I'm not saying that they're weak, but they are weak. They are in a weak state of mind that they miss those toxic traits. So they go back. It's completely normal. It can happen. Um, but I feel like after you've recognized this toxic trait and you going back, you should do everything and anything you can completely let go of you missing that feeling Mm -hmm. Um, because you don't prosper you don't technically get out of that um you're not technically breaking the chain or you know stuff like Mm -hmm. that um so I definitely feel like it's normal but at the same time um don't keep going towards it uh you want to get out of there you want to leave that situation Um, but I think that we both definitely seen that. Yeah. And that's a process in itself, kind of breaking that chain of trauma. Uh, you kind of have to work on yourself and that is a process. It's very, um, difficult because you have to process like things that you have from way before and everything, but it's very, uh, doable in that sense, uh, for yourself and for the future of your family. Uh, you definitely don't want to carry that with you. And yeah. like I've said, it's your peace. That's what's important in that sense. Yeah, like, for example, um, me that, like, you know, I have Bella, my daughter. Um, as a parent, I feel like I've learned a lot from my parents' mistakes. Yeah. Um, especially because mm-hmm. I'm in the whole mindset of, breaking the traditional trauma i would never want my daughter to not trust me i would never um make my daughter feel ungrateful stuff like that because um i'm i'm doing what i'm doing as a parent and i feel like um if i do the same mistakes that my mom did it's everything's gonna happen again and i would not want to put my child in the position that i was Mm -hmm. because it's it's very hard and it it's very hard to get out of it as well. Um, so I've definitely learned a lot from my parents' mistakes. Um, I feel like now, sort of with us noticing these toxic traits, we're going to be able to like put a stop to it mm-hmm. because we've realized it's, it's not going to be normalized anymore. Um, and, and that's the whole point to not normalize stuff like this, because right now it is very normalized and it's sad. Mm-hmm. It's, it's very sad, especially it, like in Mexico, like girl, oh yeah, you're, you experienced that you experienced the hands on being in Mexico. Like I uh, can't even imagine being in that situation, dude. You know how I am. I yeah. do not tolerate any of that stuff. And there would have been arguments left and right if I would have been over there because of the way they think and they're mental state it's like insane definitely um you know mexico and our family members over there um we actually we um bumped heads a lot because of this one topic depression um a lot of people over there especially men especially men yes cannot stress that enough especially mm-hmm. men think that depression is all in your head and it's not might be but it's not 
Um, yeah. So basically, I remember we were talking about the subject and I was not in a good state of mind. I missed home. I missed mom. I missed my mm-hmm. daughter. I missed you guys. I was just, it was bad. I felt alone. I really did. Because mm-hmm. um, I was with people that were my family members, but I, weren't, I wasn't used to them. Yeah, you didn't grow up I, with them. I, I, yeah, I felt really uncomfortable. I felt, I felt out of place. Um, and so, like, they kept talking about it. I was in depression, so it was something I was living. And for someone, and I don't, you know how I am. I really don't care who the person is. I'm going to speak my mind. And if that's disrespectful to you, then you got a lot coming your way. Because if you can't handle conversations like this, God knows. Mm -hmm. Um, So basically, went inside the topic and I was like, you know what? Like, it's not something that's just in your head. Um, I don't want to constantly feel like this. So I wouldn't purposely damage myself. Exactly. Um, and, you know, this person, our family member, kept going on about, it's all in your head. You're thinking about it way too much. Um, I bet you if you were to go out and stuff like that. <sighs> Once again, it was like talking to a brick wall. Yeah. Because I could not get anything or any sense through it. And I think that's what broke me the most because um I was going through it. I knew what I was talking about. I knew. And that person, it made me mad because that person was basically making me feel like my emotions weren't real. Like yeah. it was I was just imagining it. it. He basically tried to dismiss me, but girl, <laughs> not here, not on this side. So yeah. uh, I was like, you're not going to dismiss my feelings like this. Um, you're not going to tell me what I think or what I feel because you're not me. If you want to have a different mindset on it, cool. But me, I'm coming to terms with, with what I have, what I'm dealing yeah. with, because I'm experiencing it. Um, so I feel like, girl, you see that a lot in Mexico. If you're depressed or stuff like that, if you're even diagnosed with something, you're crazy to them. Mm-hmm. Like, you're a literal lunatic to like, them. you belong in the psych ward and shit. Like, exactly. Crazy. And, um, and that's really sad because a lot of kids, like, for example, uh, my my friends over there, um, I would see it a lot of, at their houses uh, when we would go over. Like, for example, I'm not going to say her name or anything, but um, she has a brother, and we were sitting at the dinner table, and we were just all eating... Um, with her family and I think it was like her uncle or something was basically telling her brother um hey like you need to get out of your room uh you need to um uh como se dice vivir con nosotros you need to uh spend time with us and stuff socialize socialize um and I was just kind of looking at him and it's like I I know right off the bat when someone doesn't feel comfortable or mm-hmm. when they feel like they're being put on the spot. Um, and she knew that as well. But their their dad or whoever that person was, um, he's very machista. So basically, he's one of those persons that his wife has to cater to him, basically. Um, whatever he wants, whatever he needs has to have it in that exact minute or else he'll lash out. 
So going back to um, what I was talking about, the kid obviously felt like he was being put on blast. Um, And it's not typically a conversation you want to have when other people that are not family are there, like they're present, because Mm -hmm. it's something very personal. But they do this a lot. It's normal for them to do that. Yeah, It's very normal. Um, So, you know, like the kid was just like, I could see it in his face. Like he wanted to cry and stuff. And G intervened and was like, hey, can like basically telling him we can save this conversation for another while because everybody felt uncomfortable. Everybody felt it. Um, And the dad basically or the uncle, I don't know what he was. He got mad and he basically kind of just um, was like, okay, well, I'm just trying to help him out because his exact words in Spanish kind of like it, it broke me. Basically telling him that's why he's going to be stuck like that for the rest of his life. Um, and like, you see that a lot. Like, it's very normalized. Like, for example, him bringing up that topic when external people are there why it hurts to see and that it's like, it, it's it, it really like, does it's almost like they purposely like it like they want to hurt you they want to like uh poke your buttons and do that in front of people i don't slide with that personally if anyone came to me and did that to me with people outside of the household i was like you want to start a conversation we'll start a conversation and i'll just lay everything out and some yeah. kids don't do that they just shut down because it's so hurtful they don't have that uh some of them are very young obviously they're not going to want to like blow up on their parents and they don't process their feelings like an adult would so i can't imagine how like shut off he might have felt and how lonely he might have felt in that situation and humiliated humiliated yes exactly uh yeah because like even me that you know, like, I'm not a part of the family. Like, it hurt me. Mm-hmm. I knew. And I, I kind of felt what he was going through. Mm-hmm. Um, I just feel like a lot of the times when parents do this, I feel like they're not content with themselves. Yeah. Because they see the damage that they're doing, and they think that they're helping. But you're not. You're making mm-hmm. it worse. And you're making me want to shut you out even more. Exactly. Um, so I feel like there are definitely ways a parent should come at you. Because mm-hmm. um, a lot whether... of us are introverts, you know. We're not yeah. like the socialized type. Uh, you may go off, you may go crazy, you're wild, whatever. But don't humiliate your kid just because they're not crazy like you. And bring exactly. all this stuff out with strangers. Like, are you kidding me? Like, that's insane. Like, what did you want to get out of that conversation with me and all those other people present? Like, come on, like, I'm not, I'm not a therapist Mm -hmm. for you to have me present while you're speaking to your child about their traumas or why they're feeling like that. Um, And definitely back to what he said, he's definitely making him that way. Mm -hmm. He's not coming out of his room. It's because of that. And I I bet you, I bet you in that moment, he wanted to go up to his room Mm -hmm. again. And it breaks Um, my heart because, um. Now, as an adult, again, I don't let that slide. Even if I don't know them personally, I feel like I need to intervene and stand up for the kid. Uh, I do that now, and I feel like I always will because I will always understand what positions they're in. And uh, I just feel like 
in that age as well, you feel so shut off. You want someone to stand up for you. You want that person that you can trust and feel comfort that, oh, she actually gets how I feel and is standing up for me. And I will always stand up for anyone that's going up, uh, going through that situation. I will never let that slide. I'm very passionate about, uh, being there for anyone that needs it in that sense. Yeah. And, and that's good because a lot of people don't have the courage to, um, or I feel like, like, for example, me, uh, not that I wouldn't have the courage to, but since, because I was still kind of am, and I'm still learning how to speak or not lash out. Um, mm-hmm. I feel like I would have probably created a lot more damage yeah. because I know myself. Um, but I definitely feel like if you're a very calm person and you are able to put your emotions into words in a respectful manner, mm-hmm. then good for you. Do yeah. it. Um, but for example, me, I'm still learning. So I'm definitely not 100 percent um, OK with me intervening because most likely hurt you with my feelings yeah. with my words it's and I don't want to do that it, it's a it's mm-hmm. a very long process um for me to even stay quiet sometimes mm-hmm. when I'm mad um because staying quiet um helps you uh not say or do things that you know you're feeling in the moment mm-hmm. um so that's what I've been trying to do um so me intervening would have been <laughs> crazy like yeah I, would have been, yeah. yeah I know you and it would yeah. have gone down that day if you would have been yeah drinking. exactly um but like I I catch up with him uh from here and there because you know it was very intense that day and like everybody felt it um but he's he's in a much better headspace right now and he's out of there he is good. out of there very he good. has his own he's renting his own house it's little but who cares like yeah his little place the best out of it yeah 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 i love that because i feel like yeah. uh even when i'm around just anyone that still thinks that way especially like older uh adults um they still make they make fun of it the fact that yeah. we're standing up for uh, people that go through these things or talking about the trauma that we go through they make fun of it saying that this generation are very soft that they, you can't tell them anything because they're gonna cry or they take things the wrong way and it's just no it's just because we put it in your face of what you've got uh, been putting your children through and we don't want to do the same to ours and they think that we're being uh what's the word exaggerating or yeah. very protective or anything like that it's like no we're not passing on the drama and yeah and we're actually speaking up instead of being shut down and and not talking whenever it's been normalized like I'm not doing that anymore mm-hmm. um and sorry I'm not sorry <laughs> so, exactly it's yeah. a it's a process coming in terms with yourself and uh the relationship you have with your parents I guess uh because it is very hard. It's very hard to kind of restrain yourself from arguing because at the end of the day, it's up to you to know that you're going to be arguing with a brick wall at the end yeah. of the day. Some parents Definitely. will never come to terms with what they did or how they act or how they are. And don't disturb your peace. Don't disturb your journey. Don't don't bring it on to you. Just let that be. Kind of forgive forgiveness for yourself 
in order for you to move on out of that space you don't want to keep uh adding hatred to your heart like i mentioned earlier you kind of want to expand yourself and move away from that and not giving in to your parents comments not giving in to how they make you feel just kind of take it and be like yeah fine okay but you know you're in your head you're like this person's crazy yeah definitely just keep it to yourself and there's no need to start an argument because that's what they want at the end of the day they're used to that they're used to fighting with you they're used to making you feel like crap and it's up to you to change that to move forward and that's gonna help you in the long run that's what helped me eventually i have a lot i take care of my peace i do not let anybody disturb it you know how i am i don't in family wise i've stuck and i got this in my brain and it was a process but i do not any let anyone make me feel bad or anyone kind of get in a head think or what i'm doing if you don't uh like it if you don't uh what is it what's the support it if you don't support what i'm doing uh then that's your business it's not mine yeah, it doesn't exactly. get in the way of what i'm doing or how i live my life and that's why i feel like i'm I'm in a much better and clear headspace because i have put my mental health and my emotional priorities first and it was that's good um, yeah that's good and i bet it was a process I bet it was. And mm-hmm. honestly, like, congratulations to you because a lot of people aren't able to do that. A lot of exactly. people get stuck um, midway and they're like, no, like they have put it in their head so much that it's not possible that it turns out being not possible for them. Yeah. And I have um, I can't imagine it feels like a nightmare where you feel like you're not going to be able to get out of this space and you're always going to be in this tormented place where people, your own people tear you down and put you down. Exactly. But just know that it's not. It's for that little instant. You will have uh, time to heal and process what you went through and you will move forward. Never feel like you're stuck or that you're going to be stuck forever or that you're going to be dealing with this for the rest of your life. No, it's a process. And you got to be yeah. kind to yourself in that way as well. You have to know that you've been through a lot and to not give yourself more a crap and just accept that it's a process you're healing and you will be better and out of that situation I feel like that's important to be kind to yourself mm-hmm. because um you know if your family isn't kind to you and if you feel like no one else is kind to you be kind to yourself be the only person that that you have um even if it sounds sad it is it is yeah. but it's very helpful Um, Because it makes you understand so many things and it makes you realize a lot as well. With time, you'll realize that once you do this change, other people, because you're going to go out, you're going to visit places, you're going to meet a ton of other people. And who knows, maybe you're going to meet someone just like you or -hmm. someone that's been through the same thing. And you're going to be like, I was never alone. Mm -hmm. I was not alone. And I feel like this is... The purpose of this podcast um to have people know that they're not alone yeah. that they're not the only ones going through this and that there is light at the end of the tunnel yeah uh blo- blooming i definitely want to be like a safe space uh for so many years i feel like you stephanie can feel like this too we felt alone through our yeah. process uh me as a teenager i went through so much because i was diagnosed with depression since i was 12 
and dealing with that by myself because my parents didn't know. My parents didn't want to accept the fact that I was not well mentally. Um, they would always tell me that that was never in the family. That doesn't run in the family or whatever. And I was like, it may not run in the family, but I got it from something. And it was from everything that I lived. Uh, so definitely living that alone and having to deal with a lot of things alone, feeling lost, feeling like it was not going to get better. I don't want anyone to feel like that ever. And I'm kind of doing this too for like my younger self that was alone through all that. I want to be here for anyone that needs it, basically. Yeah. And I want this to be a safe space for anyone that needs it and for you to not feel alone. Don't feel shame. And, um, commenting or sharing what you've been through never feel shame because it wasn't your fault and it is something that is valid you lived through that and now you just have to work on for healing uh it's that's the thing for uh with me is i never want anyone to feel shame sharing their stories or uh the way that they feel uh it's very valid and uh this is a place where i want to create like a little community where yeah. we can help each other in that way, be <clears throat> there for one another. Yeah, definitely. And I feel like going back to what you said, um, that this doesn't run in the family, I feel like, how would you know that? Because yeah. since it's been dismissed and normalized for so many years, like I'm talking about like, our grandma's grandma yes, and her grandma, grandma, like I'm talking about like way back. Yeah. Um, I feel like you have never seeked professional help or attention mm -hmm. for you to say that it doesn't run in the family because it's been dismissed and normalized. Um, but now it's like it might be and, and it might be the answer to why most of us have felt this way mm -hmm. um so I, I feel like it's definitely like um like an eye-opener and you should get the help that you need um even if it's not seeing a psychologist or um you know a therapist I feel like if you're able to write your feelings down or have someone you could at least talk to or something like that then that's always going to be the first step. It's going to be the first step to coming to terms with what you have. Um, so I definitely feel like um, therapists and stuff like that, don't be ashamed of it. Mm -hmm. Don't be scared. Don't be embarrassed um, because it's normal. It's yeah. normal. Um, we don't know how to process a lot of stuff. Yeah. I don't um neither did well, I it's a working work in progress and that's yeah, how and, uh, I I hate that in Mexico um if you're seeing a therapist oh you got issues like you're crazy yeah. I hate that I hate yeah. that like you're really gonna sit here and tell me that you don't know how to process your you know how to process your feelings 100% <laughs> like I don't think so yeah um, it's very taboo still it's a very yeah. Uh, definitely I, I don't even think it's sensitive it's just they don't care <laughs> so they don't care like yeah. uh, like I'm like I said um with the whole like uh my friend and her brother and stuff like that um they don't care they really don't care to put you on the spot because yeah. it's probably what they've been through yeah exactly. that does not justify and that does not give them the right to do it to you 
Mm-hmm. Now, closing in on this episode, I don't know how long it's been. <laughs> uh, this has this was our first episode together. Uh, it's yeah. definitely a work in progress as well. Uh, we jumble a lot in our words because we're we can't be organized. But I hope our points did go across. Uh, we're working on more content uh, for you guys, and yeah, thank you for joining in for our episode and we'll see you guys again uh, i think i'm working on my schedule still uh i'm planning on every friday but if not every saturday it's still very yeah. much we're working on that but yeah uh, i hope you guys enjoy this episode and i hope you're um ready for more content and yeah thank you for joining in on the podcast Thanks Bye. for um, having me. Uh, I feel like a lot of people are going to definitely relate to this. And cool if you do. Um, sorry that you relate to this, but at the same time, um, I'm, I'm, I'm glad that, you know, we're not alone. And I hope that you find some peace. Um, but it was it was very fun. I'm looking forward to, like, doing this uh, every like friday or saturday um but it was very fun it was very calming to mm -hmm. to speak about these things yes and that's what the importance of this podcast is if you guys have any other topics you would like to me or steph to talk about uh we if you can put those in the comments we'll look at them and see if we can do an episode on them uh but for now this was the end of episode three and i hope you guys enjoyed bye bye